mind, body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack life, not others, is an insight into that life. With Sensei Tim Hoover. I'm Steve Mittman and Sensei Hoover. Hi, hey, Steve. Hey, today, the time of recording this particular episode, it is May 31st, 2018. And the reason I say that is because May 31st each year happens to be what you think grows upon you day. Now, some people call it, you know, the secret, the power of intention, living with purpose. You can call it whatever you want. It has a, you know, a bunch of different names and some people call it the power of positive thinking. But I, there's a caveat to that I like to throw in because it's not necessarily positive. It could be negative. You got to watch what you wish for because you just might get it. So that's why it's important to make sure that it is positive or as positive thinking as possible. So if you have negative, you roll with it. And we've talked about that in past episodes. You have a contingency plan, a plan B, etc. So specifically, you know, you think positive thoughts. You think about health, greater health. You think about greater wealth. But it's not just thinking about it because thinking about it alone by itself doesn't necessarily manifest it. But taking actions and monitoring your progress along the way is what really brings things into your life. That's certainly happened a lot to me in my life. Oh, a yeah. lot. Me, yeah, me too. You know, bringing it into, a, again, a martial arts point of view, because that's why we're here. You know, I have to say the one thing that had absolutely no structure, and it was just there, and it caused a lot of creative thought, was the journey field yeah, for me. Explain for those not familiar with Hoover Karate or just, you know, listeners around the world, because we do have listeners all over, what the journey field is. Well, the journey field, it's, you have to understand that I have two uh, brick-and-mortar schools. I have um, the new one, which is the West School, which is 15 years old, and that's a beautiful school, and it's got the latest of everything. And, and then I got the old one, you know, the mother school, you know, the one that's been around for 35, 36 years. And this, this place sits atop of a hill. Uh, it used to be called, in the old days, used to be called Eagle Point Hill, where the eagles used to travel over the top. And you have a beautiful view, and you have these big windows because it used to be a restaurant. And 35, 36 years ago, went in there and with my wife's help and a bunch of buddies. We ripped it down and, and turned the dining room into a dojo. And it's, it was from there, it was one step to the next, to the next, until it finally got you know into the basement. We got showers. And, and that was all kind of structured and everything was there and we were training. But on the outside, looking over the view. There's a huge field. It was a huge field and it was an acre of land with a barn on it. And it sat there, and we had bought this field and uh, for maybe extending one day or who knows what. But, you know, we used to run out there and chant the selfs and work out, but it wasn't – it was just a field. And the field really, I mean, literally, there's no trees, just grassy area with a barn. Just like the post office or the mailman, rain, sleet, snow, didn't matter, we ran. We ran. Yeah. I yeah. mean, those were the good old days, yep. Yeah, and then, so then all of a sudden, I just got fixated on this creative thought, and I just started to think about, well, what if, you know, I created this thing and called it a journey field? Because the connection at that time with me that was going on in my brain was that everything was a journey, and life was too much about getting there too fast. Everything turned into a McDonald's. And I was there to serve a purpose, to slow it down, especially for myself, because I'm a hyper guy. So if I can't get there fast enough, it's not good enough. So I knew it was kind of like a dual thing. I needed to do it for me, for my students. And I needed to create something that would get everybody outside as well, you know. And so the journey field became part of a lesson. 
that life is a journey, the martial arts is a journey. Enjoy the journey. And then have some kind of testing atmosphere up there with obstacles because life is full of obstacles. So everything became a part of what life is. The third thing had the dimension of the yin and the yang, the points of opposite, because everything in life, look at electricity, look at all the, the negative and the positives come together, and it's, it's powerful. So part of the field had to be beautiful with trees and plants and shrubs, and the other part had to be somewhat ugly with obstacles, a track, a running track, rope climbing, pull-up bars, a fighting stage area, and then we started creating scenario rooms inside the barn, like a real street situation. And so all of a sudden, this thing just started, just started creating itself. And just because of a single idea that wouldn't leave my brain. I got to tell you, I mean, it's certainly unique. That's for sure. You're not going to find that uh, too many uh, places, too many martial arts schools around. I didn't know that was your thinking behind it, the whole yin-yang concept, because you're right. It is beautiful when you look at it, but oh man, there's dangers that lurk in there and there's all kinds of obstacles, like you said. That makes it all the cooler to me. I didn't know that was uh, what you were going for. It is. And you know, it sits on top of the hill, so you have this beautiful view. So we have this huge kata pit that's filled with sand that you have to perform your katas on bare feet. Then we have this area that has a board over the water, like Karate Kid when he was on the rowboat which is they're supposed to be doing their Nahanchi katas on this particular board to show balance. And then there's this bamboo pit that literally is a pit. And it's about five to six feet in diameter, surrounded by bamboo. It's a cage. Right. And you have to go in there and perform your sticky hands. So what happens is the reality of it is is a teaching lesson. If you can't do a pull-up, then, well, (laughs) you got to get your body up there. You got to figure it out. You got to get to climb that rope, you know. And if you can't, it's pretty obvious that something's wrong. You got to figure it out. So all of this was a teaching lesson for the hard and soft and for the good, as I say, for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so this started to become part of a, an idea, and then I decided to put it in what I call the hump belt. And the hump belt is like Wednesday's the hump day. It's the middle of the journey of the week. So green belt in our style is the middle. You know, you start at white, and you go yellow and orange and then green, and then you got brown, red, chocolate, and black. So the hump belt, what I see in all the students, if they get over that green belt, if they get over that hump belt, they're going all the way. And so I wanted something right in the middle that would prove to them that they're competing against themselves. Get them out of the dojo. Get them out of this place where everything is sterile. Get them out in the ground. Get them dirty. And they get over the hump belt, then they do it again when they go to Chotombo, and then they do it again when they get to black. I have a black belt test on Saturday. I have four students testing. Now it's supposed to rain. So we're going to be out for a good hour outside doing what they're doing. And then they have to go in this barn. They have to fight in a cage, multiple attack scenarios. And then they got to go in the scenario room and perform self-defense as if it was real. And so all these things add up to a better person and a better student. Take it back to what we uh, open up this episode with today. May 31st is what you think grows upon you day. So the journey field itself was something you thought about, but there's an example. You didn't just think about it. You could focus on it all day long. It doesn't happen. You made it happen. You brought it to fruition. And as a result of you doing that, you've made countless students, students that have gone through the journey. uh, You know, you've made their uh, what they focus on, what they've trained for, what they think about. They think about Chotombo and they think about Black Belt for months on end. And sometimes it's stressful. Sometimes it's excitement and happiness. But what a cool thing because what they manifest then is that sense of accomplishment and, uh, and sometimes failure. But sure. it's all part of it. 
Well, yeah, you know, everything's uneven. The ground's uneven. It's not fair. And from a point of reality, they're not dealing with a perfect stadium or a perfect dojo. They're dealing with all the obstacles. And I can see it. You know, there's a breakdown period a lot of times. But then they find a resource. They find a strength within themselves. And that knocking down that brick wall, when they learn to knock down that brick wall, whatever the age is, then they're in. Then they're in. And they know where it is for the rest of their life. And that is that never say die attitude. And so the journey field really kind of opened this door and kind of created itself. And I had a lot of friends helping me too, building it and making it what it is today. Um, my wife has to laugh because she thinks it's the ugliest thing she's ever seen. But in, in my heart, it's a good thing. For what it's worth, uh, my heart's still there at that school. If walls could speak, man, the blood, the sweat, the tears, taking it all back to what this episode is about, what you think grows upon you day. Man, so much uh, so much intent has been stored up and manifested in those walls and changed people's lives. So that's a, that's a great thing. Well, you know, I mean, when my day, when I was a young kid and stuff like that, I used to watch stuff like Kung Fu Theater. And I used to watch uh, all these different martial arts shows. You know, you'd still, you'd see these guys, in my mind, at the time, you'd see these guys working outside, training outside, getting muddy. And it was just something I probably was in me for a long time. Uh -huh. And that's the beauty of that school, sitting on top of a hill. It's escape from everything. It's, you know, you get the view, you step outside, you go outside, and there's this training area that is just this, this place. And on the T-shirts, everybody gets a certain color T-shirt. When they go from brown belt, from green to brown, it's a sign of earth structure. So they get a T-shirt, and on the T-shirt, it says live, protect, and respect. And, and those three words is what basically you can wrap up all six selves to live and then to protect that life and to respect others while you're doing it. Bingo. That's it. That's the journey. Thank you so much for listening. And for those four that are testing this weekend, if you're listening, all the best. Good luck to you. Thanks, man. They'll do well. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on Sensei Hoover's way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. 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 Steve Mittman social media.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com.